Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Stock Talk Podcast with your host, Josh Bocher, and my esteemed co-host, Nico. Nico Criticos is here. Nico, how you doing today? I'm okay. I'm, I'm feeling good, but I wish I had some more energy, but we're going to do the best we can. You did have some coffee. You might need some more coffee, maybe a little bit more caffeine. Yeah, I'm trying. Maybe you should have got, um, you know how you got me a sun kiss? You should have got one for you, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I got my coffee, so that should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this past week, well, let's just get it started, was the stock market is, um, let's say, interesting, to say the least. In a but, bad way. Yes, in a very, very, <laughs> very, very bad way, shall we say. But the first thing let's talk about is Meta and PayPal. So, real quick, Meta, can you please remind people what, once again, what Meta is exactly? Yeah, so Meta Platforms is formerly known as Facebook, and they are the company that owns Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, and some of the most popular social media sites on the planet. And they also own Oculus, and so the reason they changed their name to Meta was to really focus on the metaverse, um, the future of the metaverse. So this has been one, I, I a little over a year ago, it was two, this stock was $250, and I thought, okay, this is, this is for sure going to be the bottom. I, I, said, I said, I don't think it's ever going to get this cheap again. And then... Last year, it went all the way up to $380, and I was very happy, and I thought I was going to keep going. Well, now, today, the stock is $204, Ooh, so it has, it has not been this low in a couple years, and right now, it's trading at a forward PE of around a 15, and it has not traded that low in, in years. It's not even, if you look back on the last couple years, it's traded anywhere from a 22 to a 29, and so right now we're at a 15. So this is this stock is trading insanely cheap, as with many other stocks out there uh, today, especially in the tech space. And that's why I wanted to bring up the second one, which was PayPal, because PayPal is is a similar story where um, the the forward PE on this one is somewhere around a 22, and this stock normally trades anywhere from a 35 to a 63. So it's it's down so much. And I think what's what's been happening with a lot of these stocks out there is they're pretty much going back to where their stock price was before COVID. They're going back to either 2020 or 2019 levels, and mm. it's just it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch some of these stocks get get beaten down, you know, 60 or 70 percent. Yeah, and seeing PayPal because I personally own PayPal, and that's like a like I don't know, like a shot to the heart for real, for real. Because mm-hmm. I originally bought PayPal. What's that? One hundred seventy-four dollars mm-hmm. a share, and I'm down forty-one percent. Yeah, and I I thought when you bought it at one hundred seventy, I thought okay that that's got to be somewhere around the bottom, but it turns out that now I, I'm saying right it's at one hundred two dollars a share now. I can't imagine it goes any lower than this because, I mean, a year ago this company was worth three hundred and forty-three billion dollars, and today it's worth a hundred and what 120 or something like that yeah 120 so i can't imagine it getting much cheaper but it's my cost basis on this on this stock is 189 dollars. so i also started buying this one way too early yeah and the one thing about meta is like it's kind of weird because probably the safest option to get in the stock market is buying these big companies like meta google and apple but when you look on it the huge drop you're like uh, what is going on over here so yeah yeah, um, when, when Facebook had their big their big drop was on February second. The stock went from three hundred and twenty three dollars down to two hundred and forty five, and it it knocked off two 
$250 billion of valuation from from their uh, their market cap. That is ridiculous. So, ridiculous. yep, all the hedge funds must be selling off the shares. Yeah, but now it's got – it shouldn't get any lower probably. I, in, I can't instead. imagine it getting any lower. Yeah, so right now probably is the – for us, for people like us, probably the best time to buy into Meta yeah. right now. So we'll see. A lot of people are still scared out there, though. I know a lot of people who still think they're still expecting bad things to happen with the economy, and I guess they think the stock market's gonna, you know, reflect that and go down more. But with some of these companies, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get a, too much more of a fall. Like you can get, you might if the stock. Let's say the let's say we have like we go in towards uh, towards a recession, and let's say the Nasdaq or the S and P 500 falls 10 percent or 15 percent. You're not going to get these Facebook or PayPal. You're not going to get those to fall another another twenty percent. You might get a couple percent downward, but that's it. I like that you use um, people being scared, and even with the media and the news that's going on in our country as well, um, with the inflation inflation mm-hmm. rates. Nico, talk to us more about how 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 high inflation has been. Yeah. So, so. as of last month in January, inflation hit a forty-year high now at seven and a half percent. And it's it's scattered all over different industries. I've seen um, on the low end, there's some commodities commodities that only experience you know three percent inflation. But on the high end, you have things like used cars that are up forty percent year over year in pricing, and then oil was up around ten percent this past month. So and that's why we're seeing gas prices go up so much. So. Yeah, it's it's not it has not been getting better lately. But the way I look at it is, if if you look at a graph showing the inflation increase for every month, a little over around a year ago, it was still only increasing around two percent a month, right? And now we've worked our way up all the way up to seven and a half percent average inflation. So what's going to happen is, at, once you hit the twelve the twelve month mark, and you look year over year, like where where inflation was exactly a year ago, then those comps get harder to. It's 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 harder to get a big increase because it was already increasing so much a year ago. So that's why I think, I think starting in maybe maybe two months from now, I think it's it we should we should see it get a lot better because it's going to be hard for the comps to you know increase too much more. And with the inflation, we're not like the only people that's actually talking about it. It's a huge big deal, and even the Fed they actually had a meeting this past weekend. So mm-hmm. from the meeting, they're saying with members saying it would be appropriate to raise rates in a significant balance sheet balance sheet cut is likely appropriate so mm-hmm. they're kind of doing their best to try to balance and try not to start a recession kind of mm-hmm. from what i got from the, the knowledge because i think we all probably say the recession probably ease all, all of this out but you know us we don't want a recession that means jobs are going to get cut and things of that nature so mm-hmm. um nico how do you think the fed is doing with um trying to ease this inflation rate too yeah i think they're, they're in a really tough spot um i think they definitely could have done better over the past two years navigating through this I mean, one. I think I think it was easily predictable to see that once they once they printed over five trillion dollars into the U.S. economy. I mean, I think they they should have known what that was going to cause, and they thought it was going to be you know temporary inflation, but that doesn't seem to be what's happening. So, I think that I don't know. They're in a very tough position, and it's going to be it's going to be rough for them the next six months or so. The next pretty much throughout 2022, it's going to be rough. For them to figure out how they're gonna they're gonna reduce inflation and prevent a, a recession, so there's there's lots of things to to be worried about. I mean, last I checked though, unemployment numbers were low. I think it's somewhere. I think unemployment's around five percent. So and that's not that's not too bad. So 
I'm I mean, at least we have that. At least there's most people are most people have jobs. Yeah, and we are still buying things too. I think mm-hmm. us as a Americans as a whole, we're consumers. And I think we're actually spending a little bit more now too. So that's a good thing. So yeah. with money going into the economy yeah. as well. And another way to another way to gauge this too is it, it's important to pay attention to what the company's guidance is for the year. So if you listen to a lot of earnings calls, you can see what the CEOs have to say about the future and what they're expecting. And pr- pretty much this 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 past earnings season, the last couple weeks or so, it's it's kind of been split down the middle. We've seen big companies like um, what you had Netflix, you had Facebook, you have PayPal falling a bunch, and then you have other companies like Snapchat and like. Um, UPS had good earnings. There, there's a lot of companies giving great guidance and raising dividends and, and upping their, their revenue guidance for the year. And then you have a lot of companies doing the opposite. So it's kind of hard to tell. It's, it's, it's weird. We're in a weird situation. Very true, very true. But while we are speaking about specific companies, let's also start talking about, you know, some airlines, some airlines. So Frontier and Spirit Airlines, I hate Spirit so much, but they are combining and merging to form one. So, Nico, mm-hmm. how do you feel about this, and how do you feel it's going to impact the airline industry? Yeah, I, I think this is probably a good move. And how we were talking about earlier, I think um, Spirit, I don't think they have the best reputation. but I think They have a horrible reputation. Yeah, they have a yeah. bad reputation, but I think a lot of people still will – will will use spirit just because of how cheap it is. I think you know a lot of people will will prioritize the price, the low price as you know is higher than anything else. So, I think it's a good I think it's a good deal that they're merging. I think I I read that it's worth around 6 billion dollars and you know it's still unclear what the name of the company is going to be, but they I mean it's going to be interesting to see are they going to be able to offer lower prices now or how is this going to work? So, all you know, all in all I think it's a good it's a good move. I think it'd be very interesting. I don't know how this could probably probably work, but you know, a lot of companies we are living in like the, the subscription era of things. Mm-hmm. So maybe Spirit and Frontier or what, whatever the, the company's name is going to be, um, they probably think it's maybe they do like some sort of subscription right. of how many um, planes you take in the span of a year. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. So and when I when I looked up the list of um, you know where airlines rank as far as people's uh, what people's choices it looked like delta was the number one rated airlines yeah and then and then i think it said delta and then alaska alaskan airlines and then southwest but at the bottom you had you had american airlines and you had frontier frontier was one of them and i'm sure spirit was towards the bottom too spirit is the worst but yeah. yes but so yeah frontier doesn't have a great reputation it looks like either so that's one thing they're gonna i mean that that's probably that's probably a main driving factor for them why they're doing this is to rebrand and get that you know they probably want to have a much better reputation so but like i say i do think it would be very interesting if they somehow thought of like a subscription-based thing to do just to get Mm -hmm. um more customers to stay with them and be more loyal to them but Mm -hmm. you know what we already talked about a company that i'm losing so much money in let's talk about some a a company that i'm actually up in nico what's going on with one resource man Wind Resorts. Okay, so Wind Resorts reported um, this past week, and so the problem is they have a lot of debt on the balance sheet from COVID. Okay, the second problem is they still are unprofitable. They're still losing money, and but but revenue is getting better. So revenue for this past quarter was was a little over a billion dollars, and 
that's year over year. That's that's compared to 686 million from last year. So that's a big jump. Things are getting a lot better. And then last year their their loss was 270 million, but this past quarter it was only 178 million. So they're it's getting better. And I think within with maybe six months from now, by the end of the year, they should report a profit. Um, the big news was that they sold off their Boston property, their Boston, their what's it called, Wind Resorts. Boston, and they they sold it for 1.7 billion dollars, I believe, to a a company called Realty Income, something or a Realty, uh, so I don't know, something like that, one of those real estate companies. And the good news though is they're they're opening, they partner with somebody else in the Middle East to open a new uh, facility, a new resort, a new resorts thing there. So that's hmm. that's a good sign, but you know we'll see what happens. It also shows Wind Resorts kind of expanding. They're uh, enterprise too, so you know I'm very happy. One Resorts is one of my f- one one of my favorite stocks right now. I think I'm up 14. Mm-hmm. percent I could even be happier. I know it's down probably so much compared to the last six months, but you know me personally, I'm I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving. And you also bought One Resorts too, didn't you? Yeah, I kind of made a similar. The mistake I've been making lately is I've been buying too too early, and I my Win Resorts cost basis was 90. Two dollars a share, so I actually it's it's been trading above that. This past week it was around ninety five dollars, so I actually sold off some shares because I had way too much invested into that. So yeah, Win Resorts. I don't think if it's if it's on if it's over a hundred dollars a share, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good it's a good buy. But once it falls down to ninety or eighty or seventy, then that's the time to buy. So I kind of rushed into it a little bit too fast, but but Win Resorts is still a great company. I do think it's going to be around one hundred thirty dollars a share. Us at you know at some point later this year. All right, we're all right, all right. But now let me also go back to another company that I lost so much, so much money. Uh, this is my demise, my destruction, my downfall. It's not Corsair Gaming, is it? It's not Corsair Gaming. It's not Corsair Gaming. We actually be talking about that after the break. But real quick, let's talk about Roblox. <laughs> oh my God, Ro- Roblox! I go, I see the kids playing it. I see crazy videos of kids doing crazy <laughs> things on it, playing this video game. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And about two days before, I hear that their earnings report is going to become like another two days. Or, it's, it's coming up soon. It's coming up soon. And I also hear information that Nancy Pelosi also put in a whole <laughs> bunch of money into Roblox. I'm like, wait a minute. My spider senses <laughs> are tingling. So kids are playing this, and Nancy Pelosi – Putting money in a little bit before, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I'm interested. I'm interested. So I put some, you know, some cash up in there. Some cash up in there. But um, Nico, uh-huh. <sighs> let the people know what happened. Well, okay, Ro- Roblox. I'm not super knowledgeable on this one because I haven't researched it yet. But it it is a super popular one out there, and I had a lot of people tell me they were they were planning to buy it right before earnings. So I wasn't the only fool. Right, said. like Josh. But and so th- what happened was Roblox came out and the stock fell 26% that day because fourth quarter revenue they reported 770 million dollars of fourth quarter revenue and that missed expectations of 772 million so a very slight miss very slight miss but in the market we're in right now even if you beat expectations sometimes your stock will still fall so you have to you have to far out far outseed expectations if you want your stock to go up then. Uh, analysts had the uh, analysts were expecting a 13 cent 13 cents of EPS or negative 13 cents. Wait, what? Well, no, was it? 
yeah, I think it was negative 13 cents of EPS was expected, and they reported negative 25 cents of EPS. So they missed pretty bad on that too. But if you look at their the number of daily active users, it was actually up 33% year over year. And they're, That's they're, why I bought it. I know, and they're now up to 49, over 49 million daily active users. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Yeah, because my sister, my cousins, they all play. I'm like, oh, my God, Roblox is about to get me rich. And I saw ARK Invest was also buying into it. So it, it, it'll probably come back. I'm thinking it'll come back. It's just that I, I remember that valuation was way too high. This is a company that does – they do, what, um, around a billion dollars of revenue a year or so? And the price, the what's it called? The the market cap was like forty billion dollars, and they're they're unprofitable. So that's if you have an unprofitable company that's only doing a billion dollars of revenue, you cannot you cannot expect to have a forty billion dollar valuation. That's way too much. So it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm down twenty eight percent, America. I'm down twenty eight percent. But yes, uh, this is gonna be like a story time of me. Uh, it, or more like a lesson, shall I say, to never, ever listen to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> but um, we will be taking a quick break. So, once again, please join us back for Stock Talk Podcast with Josh Bolger and my co-host, Nico. Criticos. See y'all soon. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Stock Talk Podcast. So, Nico, we were talking a little bit about my companies in general the first quarter of this episode. Let's talk a little bit more about your companies that you're investing in. So, Corsair mm-hmm. Gaming. How's Corsair been? Corsair has been... They've been reporting the the performance of the company has been a lot better than what the stock price is reflecting. So they're still they're growing revenues, they're growing users, they're growing. Um, they have multiple different brands like Elgato. They have they make uh, keyboards, they make mouses, they make all these different things. But the stock price has been really bad. So I my cost basis for this stock is twenty eight dollars a share, and right now I believe it's somewhere around twenty two or twenty three. Um, but Corsair, they've their thing has been struggling with profitability because of pretty much the chip shortage and you know all the supply chain problems other companies are facing. But revenue came in at 1.9 billion dollars for the entire year. Okay, this is more than the company more than the company's valuation was. So it's they're doing they're making more money than what the company's worth, and that number increased 12% year over year. So. A lot of things are looking strong. It says gaming components and systems was up 8%. Um, net income was $101 million, which was actually down slightly from last year of $103 million, So that didn't look great. But, what I mean, we're pretty much just waiting for the supply chain to, you know, fix itself. And once that happens, then this company's profitability will skyrocket. But they're still they're doing a great job with, with revenue growth and, and branding of their products. Yeah, and I think they're doing, like, a good job maintaining that, too. You know, gaming as a whole has been kind of down because of the chip shortage. But I think this year, this up, next upcoming year, should be, should be back in, in full swing because all the uh, Xbox deals that have been going on, PlayStation, Sony, they're coming out with their huge hit makers like Horizon, um, God of War. So I think overall that's going to be pushing the gaming industry to another or well, back to where it was, if not a little bit better than what it was before. And there's also one one piece of big news that came out for this company last week, which was Corsair. Um, they're getting added to the small cap 600 fund, so that's going to be a big boost for them going forward. That means you know that's a lot more money that's going to have to be invested into their stock. So that's also a great thing. So it's it's sounding like a big buy for somebody who 
does not have Corsair Gaming right mm-hmm. now for you. Is that true, or am I putting words in your mouth, should I say? Yeah, you're, you're right, because the, the price of sales is super cheap. They have good brands. You know, you're, you're going to pay $2 billion for a company who makes close to $2 billion. So you're getting a really good deal with this one. All right, so next topic would be World War III. <laughs> um, so if anyone doesn't know, it's like a huge standstill going on with Russia and Ukraine. And there's a lot of back and forth going on. And at first, it was supposed to be some fighting this past week or so, but Russia kind of backed out. But now on February um, 19th, 2020, supposedly it's saying Russia, according to Boris Johnson, says Russia is planning for the biggest war in Europe since 1945. So, Nico, how do you feel this upcoming World War Three supposedly? I don't think it, I don't effective? think it's going to be that bad. I don't think some I don't think something like that's going to happen. I think I think I think most countries are going to try to avoid it as much as they can. And I mean, we'll see what Russia does. I saw today Joe Biden said that he he really thinks that it's that Russia will invade in the next couple of days, but I don't know. I don't know too much about that. Even even if it even if something like that does happen, I'm always still bullish on the stock market because because the, the last couple of weeks the market has been fluctuating a lot in uh, you know based off of what the news was. So like when when Russia said they're going to invade and the market went down a bunch, when they said they're not, the, the stocks came back, and now that they're saying it's going to happen again. Stocks are, you know, they're 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 dropping more. But either way, I'm still I'm still bullish. I still buy stocks. I'm still looking towards the the future of the companies. And you know, if something happens this year with with that, then it is what it is. You, you know what Putin and Russian is doing is kind of like it feels it feels kind of like the same. You remember when Elon Musk was doing those tweets mm-hmm. about Dogecoin, Bitcoin, and how it would just go up. Mm-hmm. And then he tweets something bad, and it like negatively goes yeah, down. Yeah, it's similar. It kind of feels like the same atmosphere was going on. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, it it does look like if Russia will attack, um, the United States will be going into uh, conflict with them as well. I do know they send even more guns to help um, with Ukraine's forces and troops. So we'll see. We'll see. It'd be very did, interesting. Did you see what? Did you see what Elon Musk tweeted? This no, past? I did not. So Elon Musk tweeted on Twitter this past uh, week saying he was comparing uh, the, the Prime Minister of Canada to Hitler because of what's going on at the border there. And then he, and then right after, he deleted the tweet, though. So that's currently what he's being, you know, antagonized for. But, I mean, yeah, then, then besides the Russia thing, we also have the problem happening on the Canadian border, so yeah. that's a whole other deal. But um, the other thing that happened was uh, Elon Musk finally got Joe Biden to – to acknowledge, you know, Tesla's uh, success. And Biden says, you know, Tesla Model 3 is now the most highly manufactured United States car. So that at least we got that going. Oh, is that like a true thing? Or did, did he just say it? Like, yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, no. Because for, for, you know, for years now, Joe, especially this past year, Joe Biden, he's had the CEO of GM and Ford on. And he said, oh, thank God we have GM and Ford leading the EV rev- revolution. When yeah. Tesla is selling 10 times more cars, and in 2020, the, Tesla was the only car company in the world to grow, to uh, to to increase the number of cars sold. So, I don't know. It does kind of make sense, though, for him to take more of the GMC, not those yeah. older companies. It's kind of like a... They're more American. I mean, Tesla's an American company, too. They're but not, not really American, but they've been, they're more established. They're, they're more, more established, like a yeah. fraternity order that's going on. So yeah. it makes kind of more sense why they would be, you know, Elon Musk is like the new kid on the block. So mm-hmm. it's like, who are you? 
We've been here for you. Mm-hmm. Five, ten plus years. Well, not five, ten years. But, you know, <laughs> figuredly, I've been I've been around here a couple a l- longer than you have. You're like a little boy to me. So it's good. Elon Musk did has gotten his um. Let's say his good word out in the streets from. He's not part of the family, shall you say? Mm-hmm. But you, you should be happy, happy about that. How, how's Tesla doing? <laughs> not good. Yeah, stocks is just overall just um down bad, down mm-hmm. bad. Unfortunately, unfortunately. But let's keep this pushing. So the next one we want to bring up is Richard Branson's company, Virgin Galactic. Woohoo! And this is a company that finally now they. Oh my God! They said that they're going to be opening space flight to the public. Oh my God! Tickets start at four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh my God! Let, so let me borrow four hundred fifty thousand. I was actually I was actually thinking about getting Josh one a ticket for his birthday. So that would be very nice. <laughs> That'd be very nice. So um, yeah, the stock went up like thirty percent that day, and then the day after it, it it the the Russia news came out and lost all its gains. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's good. It's a good sign. It's a good sign. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how the last couple of episodes, like when we talking about the NFT, the digital world, what happened to space? I know. But now all this stuff about World War going on, she's like, no, what? let's just leave. We're going back to space. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. But um, I guess it's going to be the same thing as the Jeff Bezos flight or, or flight. Are they like really going to space for like, it's going to be like 10 minutes, if that, mm-hmm. or what's going to end I'm not. I'm not sure. I think it's, I think it's supposed to be a longer trip because remember – you have all those those celebrities who already have their reservations, yeah. and so I'm pretty sure it's a longer. I want to say it's like a you know at least an hour, or a couple hours. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Well, the past week also Zillow, uh, they were kind of the news or something. They actually mm-hmm. said that home prices will increase from around 11 percent to 16 percent. So Nico, you think actually homes are going to go up even more than what they are now? I mean, I kind of find it hard. I mean, I don't know. Part part of me thinks okay, the inflation problem now, the high real estate prices, it's it's not it's that's not sustainable for prices to increase that much, you know, year after year. So it needs to come down. But on the other hand, there also there's so there's a lot of evidence out there that there's so much more demand for people buying houses versus than you know the supply of houses out there. So that makes me think, yeah, you can keep pushing up these home prices. So I don't know. I I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if home prices did you know would go up. 15 or 16 percent this year yeah i do think it, it, maybe it goes up 16 percent but i do think it's going to be a huge like influx of it going down then it's going to crash yeah and quick, i mean so. if you were going to listen to a if, if you were going to take a company's opinion on this and you know see if they're telling the truth or not i mean i think zillow would be a good indicator because zillow is the is the number one most popular uh real you know online real estate market company and exactly. they have all that data. They have data for millions and millions of homes. So whatever they have to say, they're you know they're looking at they're getting it from accurate sources. So I mean, I guess you know I would I'd probably listen to what they're saying. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, real quick too. Did you know that Snoop Dogg actually filed an NFT for his label Death Row, f- f- new label, shall you say, Death Row? So Nico, we were just talking about NFTs. Mm-hmm. What is you know? It looks like NFTs are getting a little bit more I know, popular. It's, it's How do you feel about that? It, it's it's uh, it's kind of hard to avoid the topic because every other you know every week you have some celebrity or something come out with a company saying, "Oh, we're doing this with NFTs. We're making a new marketplace. We're adding this to our brand." Um, not only Snoop Dogg, but you had the, uh, last week I read the New York Stock Exchange 
they f- they filed trademarks for digital assets too. So now, you know, you, you got Walmart doing it, you got Facebook, you got Block, you have all these companies investing into it. So it's it's hard to it's a hard thing to avoid. Yeah, it kind of feels like uh, sports gambling right now. Mm-hmm. They're just putting it into your face so much, so much, so much. But um, the one thing about Snoop Dogg, I think he has like a $17 million um, NFT collection. So he's been mm-hmm. well-versed into the NFT world. So that's probably a huge reason why he's pushing this. But like the with his label be, being Death Row being an NFT, I kind of don't get it, but I kind of do get it. So mm-hmm. a lot of our music now is all digital. Mm-hmm. You don't really own the music. So that kind of makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. But who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? You didn't get us. But also the homes. People are buying homes with NFT like us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. I texted you that one day. Yeah, I saw on the news the first um, home in Florida sold as an NFT. So that was pretty interesting. So it's almost like real house. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but I saw it on the <laughs> news. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it's – I don't know. It, I, I saw crypto was go, has been going down the past week because I think there's more, you know, regulation and stuff coming out that countries don't want to – you know, most countries don't want, want that happening. If, if you have companies like El Salvador, which are, you know, making it a legal currency there, that's one thing because they're, they're, um, they're, they're, you know, their normal currency is probably – so weak that they'd rather have Bitcoin. But for but for the United States, our government's not going to want something like that. They want to keep the American dollar. So, you know, that's where it's it gets kind of I don't know. It's 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 interesting there. I I don't know if if governments are going to be able to push it back, or if it's just inevitable at this point. And you know, you got so many people investing into it. It's it's hard to say. It's it's not going to be a big part of the future. A huge tax should like um, ease that off, though, don't you think? A huge tax? Yeah. Yeah, the, I think they definitely can. They definitely can do that. Um, yeah, they'll probably they'll probably take advantage of that. They'll probably say, you know, make the taxes on on Bitcoin sales high, and who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting as time goes on, as we get older. Um, NFTs and the cryptocurrency versus our normal U.S. dollar and the regular government as a whole. But real quick, we're gonna take another break. Break, but we will be back here at Stock Talk Podcast with Josh Bolger and Nico. La, 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 la. Criticals. See you all soon. All right, Nico, I think it's that time. You people know the effect, if you don't know. We do have a special, special segment called Hail Mary. He resets Starks. They are going to bring pressure again. Rodgers is going to roll away, throws it up in the air, says a prayer, and Janice does he oh, stop it. Oh, please. <laughs> what a catch. That's insane. So Hail Mary is kind of like when Nico gives like his, you know what? Let me go back in the pocket, just throw it deep and get this catch off kind of stock pick. So, Nico, for today, what is your Hail Mary stock of the day? My uh, Hail Mary stock is a company called Upstart. Um, this is this is one of, I, I made a video on this on my YouTube channel. It was it was a, a super popular one. So I think a lot of people are interested in this company. Um, they pretty much they use artificial intelligence and they come up with a better way to to decide whether or not someone is eligible for a loan. So instead of just using your credit score, they use a thousand different things and they have these algorithms to determine, you know, what it, it gets more people loans is what it does. So it's, you know, I think I love I love the business model and the, pretty much this whole earnings season, this company might have been they might have had one of the best uh earnings that reported out there because they reported earnings of 89 cents of EPS when 51 cents of EPS was expected and I think revenue was up 
it, revenue was up like 250% or something crazy year over year. So they're an extremely fast-growing company. And um, when the news came out last week, the stock went up, I want to say, at least 30% because I bought it at around $100 a share. And then that the day after, it was like 140 I want to say. So it shot up a bunch, but I'm, I'm still holding it because, you know, this is, this is a long-term hold for me. Yeah, that's kind of interesting as well because say if I want to take a loan or anything out like that, maybe my credit score is now like a 600, 700, maybe a little bit low. You know, maybe I'm a little bit young and I don't really know much about credit at all. I don't have a credit history as well mm-hmm. at all. So it's kind of cool. That's the one thing that you can use as well. So. And the other the other reason the stock went up was because they said that they're getting they're going to start doing auto loans too. So I think right now they're only doing. What do you mean by auto loans? Like they're going to start they're going to start, uh, you know working with companies to make it eligible for you to get a loan for auto for your auto payments. Oh, you know what okay. I mean, mm-hmm. for cars. So I think um I don't think they're not in the they're not in the mortgage loans yet. They're not in the housing space yet, but they are in they're in other spaces. I forgot what it was, but they're they're working in in other areas. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's a great company. I love it. Well, that is Nico's Hail Mary pick of the day. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone. But Nico, now I have a question. Let's let's talk about this. Um, if you had to choose between one or the other, mm-hmm. you're out, out on vacation, need somewhere to p- stay for a week. Mm-hmm. Would you take a hotel or an Airbnb? That's a tough call. To me, I think it. I think it. A big factor is it depends on how many people you're with. Okay. If you're with a, a bigger a bigger amount of people, I think Airbnb works better. I think you split the cost that way. You have a whole house to yourself. Last time I did it, we had four bedrooms in there, and it just it, it worked better that way. Um, if you're just going with one other person, um, then maybe it works better just to get one hotel room. But and you know there, there's benefits to both. It's nice having your own house and you know your own uh, driveway, but it's also nice having you know a front desk that you can go to and ask questions to. Um, so I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. But but I, I I do like Airbnb. I do like Airbnb a lot. Yeah, like for me, I, I love like going to a hotel. Like when I'm out. Like it makes me feel like a king, like like you say, you go to the front desk. Hey, I, I need some towels. They get you some towels. <laughs> feel like a true king at a hotel, and mm-hmm. you know, and also breakfast in the morning. You love things like that. Yeah. You love things like that. But while I ask you which one you like more, because Airbnb, some of their reports and their earnings came out. So what's been going on? Yeah. So they also had great um, earnings. They reported eight cents of EPS when three cents was expected. And they did 1.5 billion in sales versus 1.46 expected. So great earnings there. Uh, the stock went up, and they said that they expect the first quarter of this year to be higher than the first quarter of 2019. Because because it looks like bookings and bookings have not gotten back to where it was pre-COVID. But they're saying this quarter it will it'll jump back to where it was. So that's that's a good sign too. I, I want to know how uh, unless they're charging a little bit more probably. You need to charge them more, right? Because they, like they beat on revenue, but they, they, they didn't beat on bookings. So yeah, that I know that was a little bit interesting. Yeah, um, so I'm guessing the price had to have gone up or something. So. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're guiding for around 1.45 billion in sales for this first quarter, and analysts were expecting 1.2 billion. So, they raised guidance, and investors like that. And plus, the summer should be, um, should be very pro. Uh, you know, they should make money in the summer because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have the vaccine now. Yeah. Uh, those COVID regulations are, like, easing down a lot. So 
you know, more more people want to go out, go to different places now. So that's a pretty cool thing. So Air, mm-hmm. Airbnb might be a nice stock to get into as well. Probably mm-hmm. not. I don't know about now, but you know, it's an, price it is high. Price is high for it, but it's a it's a great company. It's a it, you know, it's I think it, it'd be a good one to get for the long term if you can get it cheaper. Mm-hmm. But uh, another company I saw that was down was it Lyft? Oh, Lyft. Lyft was down a lot also. So yeah, Lyft. They um they missed on earnings. They they said it, the earnings were down. But Uber's was up, so I found that very interesting. That means Uber has a much better uh, – I think they have a more loyal brand. But also how you said earlier, with Uber does have Uber Eats, so that probably gave them some help too. But I don't know. Yeah, and another thing too is like you were saying with the brand loyalty. You know, mm-hmm. more people I think know what Uber is than Lyft. You know, no, but don't, they, don't people normally say Lyft is cheaper? Uh, or are they about the same? I think Lyft. I don't know. I think that was like a thing maybe a couple of years ago. But, but now, I think with Uber being like the first one to like really come out, they took yeah. attention. Like they quickly took attention, and everyone knows what Uber is. Yeah. So it's kind of like easier for them to have a fan base and things of that nature. And with Uber Eats, like we just said, that, that's another thing that people are also using. Like, so say if I'm not, I'm still at home. I have a car. I don't need the Uber. I but I don't feel like going anywhere out to eat. I don't feel like driving. You can still use Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. So. That's one effective thing that Uber does have over Lyft. So, and I'm not sure what Lyft has now besides just the riding services. Oh, they might have something else, but hey, I, I don't know. But yeah. I don't. I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. They don't own any other eatery companies or anything. So it's probably why they're struggling. Yeah, and I think now a lot of companies they kind of got to be um, multi-faceted. You know, do yes. more than one things. I think. That's kind of like what, how all of us as a whole, you just need to be able to do more things than one to, you know, keep on going. So I think that's probably what's Lyft's biggest problem. But, hey, it mm-hmm. is what it is. But also, Nico, have you seen manufacturing and the import prices in the retail sales? Mm-hmm. Man- manufacturing has also gone up. That's a good thing as well. That means more people in a manufacturing business have more jobs. They're mm-hmm. doing things, getting busy, and getting paid as well. And poor prices going back up, and retail sales. Retail sales, like we also said earlier, we are as consumers are buying more. So that's a good thing. So how you feel about that? Well, I found it kind of interesting. Um, so my mom works at the steel mill over here in East Chicago, yep. mm-hmm. and she said that the orders are at super low level. She said they're they're guiding for much. They're, she said they're not really getting many orders, and because companies like Ford. They're, you know, Ford, um, somebody's lying. Well, no, (laughs) Ford, because Ford, they, they cut their orders too. They're not, they're not manufacturing as many cars. And I went to the car show last week and my mom, and my mom's debating on getting one of these. I I, want to get the, I was looking at the Ford Bronco. She was looking at something else. I think a Ford Maverick or something. And you can't, you can't, you can't get the car until they're, they're sold out that you can't, I I think it'd be like over a year or something until you can get it. So. They're not making new cars, you know, probably because of the chip shortage, and that's hurting the steel companies. So that's definitely not a good sign. That's a lot of jobs being hurt. It's a lot of, you know, money that's not that could that's not being made, and so that's that doesn't look good. That that you know that's that's how that's how recessions can start. So maybe they're talking about the manufacturing compared to what it was last year. That's probably what it's or right or month over or month over month. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and also, like, those Ford Broncos cars you're talking about, that's actually last year's making, if you kind of think about it. Oh, the Ford Broncos? Yeah, yeah. That's actually – they're they're 2022, but they were made in 2020. Right? right, but the Mavericks, 
I think this is their first year coming out. Yeah, 2023 or 2022. It should be twenty. I don't. I don't know. I yeah, don't, it's it weird with. Off yeah, they, it, it's weird with cars because like the year of it, they actually make it in this. The pr- distribute out year. the year before. I so know. It's it's kind of a little different compared to uh, of the things out there. So yeah. All right, everyone. So I love watching TV. Love watching TV. Love watching movies. Let's talk about this now. This final segment we're gonna be talking about is Viacom CBS. So mm-hmm. Viacom over the past week or two, they actually rebranded to Paramount. So it's simply mm-hmm. Paramount. So, Nico, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't own the stock, but it seems like the people who do own the stock were not happy with it. Um, I mean, I, I th- it looks like a long term for the company. It looks like a smart move focusing on streaming as their priority. They said they're going to invest. They, they're upping their investment into it to $6 million now to get more content through the streaming platform. But the stock sold, sold off 18%. Um, they also said they want to expand into other countries. Okay, that's that's a good thing, and I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's a good thing for them to do. But they there's there's a lot of competition out there, and they're not. I think they're in they're like at least in fifth place or something like that. They don't have a lot. So because I ranked the the number of subscribers for each streaming for each streaming service, um, Netflix is at the top with 214 million subscribers. Okay, mm-hmm. then you have, some of the other big ones are. Disney with 118 million. Um, you have Amazon with 175 million. But see, the Amazon's different because it's kind of sc- yeah. It's it's, kinda... it's it's for Prime, so you know it's it's a little bit different. They're they're buying it for other reasons too. Yeah. Um. Then you have HBO with 70 million. Um. Apple's probably somewhere around there. We don't. Apple does not did not disclose their numbers, but I'm it's I'm sure it's probably it's, low. <laughs> no, it's probably around 100 million or 80 million or something. And then you have Paramount with 47 million. So they're on the lower side, but yeah. But I will say, give Paramount some slack. They are a little bit on the younger side as well. They are a little bit on the younger. Oh, side. Oh, okay. So I will say that. But um, like, what do you mean by that? Like, like they just started off like less than HBO Max, probably two. Oh, they're years. still new. They're still a newer company. They're still like a new company. I, I think it's been probably maybe a year and a half. Yeah, since but look Paramount. at. But same thing with Apple and Disney. This, how when did those come out? A year or two ago. Those came yes. out at the end of the pandemic, right? End uh-huh. of 2020, probably. Disney's at 118 million. That's, That's true, but this, this, this is where the exclusives come in to kind of differ it out. You know, Paramount, they were kind of slow. They were okay. gaining um, different IPs later on. Okay. While Disney, they came off. They had their stuff. See, like, like Disney, they had, okay, when we drop, we're going to have the Pixar ESPN. movies. We're going to have the Disney movies. We're also going to have Marvel, and mm-hmm. we're also going to have Star Wars. Yeah. That was, that's what they came out with first day one. Yeah. Paramount, it was a little bit, uh, a little bit slower on that end of things. So that's kind of why I think Paramount's a little bit lacking. You know what else? I side ke- you know what else I keep hearing about though with, with streaming companies is, it, it looks like a lot of them are trying to um, integrate sports into like live sports into the streaming yes. platform. Yes. So that'll be interesting because you because if you if these companies can integrate you know NFL or college basketball or something into their streaming platforms, that's going to bring a lot of viewers on. And that's 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 one reason why Disney's probably so so successful is because they're associated w- with ESPN. ESPN. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, these other companies should get on that. Which one is your favorite though? Streaming platforms? Yes. I don't. I don't. I have Amazon. I have Netflix. I've used Disney before, and I've used HBO before. But I don't. I I usually just use Netflix. I pretty much. Netflix like the main one. Amazon, I'm not enti- I'm not too happy with with a lot of their stuff. Um, 
Disney, I don't know. I I don't maybe there's a couple a lot of them is just like there's a couple things, you know, that are good and then that's it. Then you got to switch to a different one. So you still use Netflix ne- even with the price increase though? Yeah, Netflix is probably the main one, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of um, weird because I feel like I see more people like dropping off of Netflix and probably jumping on the HBO Max side yeah. of things. So. I mean, I'm not a huge – I don't watch – HBO Max is my – personally my favorite because I think it has what – What do they have? Well, the main thing I like to watch is like the DC stuff. Okay. So all the Batman, Superman, stuff the, like that. The, the Flash the Flash is DC, right? Yes. Okay, that, that's pretty much – that's the main that's, – that's what I – 90% of the time, I'm, I watch The Flash. And that, okay, so, And that's yeah. Netflix. That's yeah, Netflix. so if that if that leaves Netflix and goes straight to DC, I mean, HBO Max, you're probably going to buy HBO Max, too. Yeah. But yeah. What, what's the chances of that? Well, that I don't know. That comes off Netflix. So they're already – they're going on season eight or season nine of The Flash now. So – We'll see because um, Marvel did take off um, their Daredevil, Luke mm. Cage shows off Netflix. So those used to be all Netflix shows. They did take them off, okay. or get, they're getting ready to at least. So mm-hmm. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But like I said, HBO Max is my personal favorite. Also, The Sopranos is on there. Mm. They all like a uh, HBO stuff, Game of Thrones. So that's why I personally like HBO Max see, a little bit more. So, but that, that's just me. What makes me upset about? See, I haven't tried Apple TV yet, but the, Apple TV is kind of weird. Is it? it? It reminds me of like Amazon, like how you will try to watch something, but you got to pay for it. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. That that frustrates me so much with Amazon that you have to most of the things on there that are good, you have to pay extra, you yeah. know, four or five bucks for. That's that's not. I don't like that. I don't like that type of. Business Plus, it's model. like so confusing having to yes. work with a- Amazon. It's so weird. Like uh-huh. HBO Max is bad too. I will say HBO Max is bad too, but uh-huh. Amazon is completely even worse, even yeah. worse. But in terms of Paramount, I think Paramount Plus is – I think it's going to get there soon. It's slowly but surely, but those exclusives are very needed, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, streaming channels are becoming like um, like cable, really. Yeah, So kind of replacing it. Yeah, so you need your exclusives to <laughs> work through and actually – Now, the, see, the Roku is – Roku puts them all in the same thing, right? Y- it's more like a. It's like an app. It's kind of like an app. It's like you can download the app onto your Roku. That would be more convenient because that's the other thing. That's the other reason that I don't want to like have to deal with subscribing to seven different platforms and then you know going into all these apps. But I wish it was, could just be on one thing. Yeah, and a lot of of the controllers you could probably just press a button, go straight to uh, Disney or Netflix, mm-hmm. things like that. So actually, speaking of Roku stock, if we look at Roku really quick, I I just want to. I just want to see what percent this this is down. I have a feeling it's it's down huge. The percent, okay. So yeah, so on Friday, Roku fell twenty two percent. Okay, mm-hmm. that's not as bad as it gets though. Last summer, this stock was four hundred and eighty dollars a share. Today, it's one hundred and twelve. Oh my god. So you so it's it's down. What is that? Over seventy percent. Probably seventy at least seventy five percent. That's crazy. Yeah, it's hard with the TV because there's so many different TVs out there. Mm-hmm. Like, I can count over. Both both of our hands could probably count as many like TV companies there are out there, so it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but it looks like they're a fast-growing company. So this, this company is doing its uh, valuations at 15 billion, and they're expecting to do 36% growth this year to 3.7 billion, and then next year 30% growth to 4.9 billion. So hmm. that's a that's a big. they that's that's um that looks really undervalued to be honest. That's, yeah, that looks really cheap. So. 
I don't know. This isn't. This is. This might be a good buying opportunity for this one too. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But Nico, do you have anything else to say before we conclude this no, episode? That's it. Just stay strong out there with the stocks. Don't sell. Don't give in. Don't sell for a loss. Yes, don't not sell for a loss. I know it's bad out there. I know when you're looking on your portfolio, all these portfolio. Oh my God, I can't speak portfolio, and all you see is red, red, <laughs> red, a whole lot of red. Don't do it. Don't Wait do till it. you see. You're gonna regret it. You, you'll regret it if it if it goes at at some point. It's gonna it's gonna go back up. So either it's gonna go down more and then go back up, or it's gonna go up from where it is here. So just wait. It'll I I promise within the next months within the next couple months to a year it'll it'll be over. Yes, like right now, just delete Robin Hood off your phone. <laughs> just yeah, delete come, it. Come back. In six <laughs> come back in a- April. <laughs> just come back in April. No, April's too soon. I would. That's. I, I can't. We can't guarantee that. I come back say, in August. Come back on Halloween. <laughs> okay. Come back next year. You'll be fine. <laughs> but no, no, but no. Seriously, no. Seriously, this does conclude this episode of the Stock Talk Podcast. Once again, y'all know my name, Josh Beaudry, and to my co-host Nico, Criticos. Y'all have a good one out there. Peace. Do-do-do.